Once again, good morning, everyone. Thank you, Elder Sadabak, uh, for starting us off in a good way with a prayer always. And uh, we'll be doing uh, a naming with the Premier afterwards. So have a chair maybe for now, Premier. And uh, I want to thank all of you for joining us here today. We're gathered here on uh, Treaty 6 uh, territory where the many First Nations, Métis and Inuit people's footsteps have marked these lands since time immemorial. And we're very close to the site of the original Fort Edmonton as well. Today we commemorate the survivors of Canada's residential school system and remember the children who never made it home. I want to thank all the elders who came and Indigenous leaders who are with us today. I see my good friend Roy Lewis from Muscochis, Judy, President Herb from Mady Settlements, his lovely wife from Papa Chase. No, sorry, <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> uh, we've got, uh, I think we've got some MLAs in the crowd here. Put your hands up if anybody. Oh, I see uh, Minister Orr here from Culture. I think we got uh, Cyril Turton as well. Thank you for joining us. Uh, they just came from uh, the Ram Museum where the uh, the Manitou Stone has been uh, given back to the Indigenous people. The Premier's worked really hard. That's excellent. The Premier is working tirelessly right to the to the end, and I just can't thank you enough for all the all that you've done for the Indigenous people. And I'm going to invite you up now, Premier, to say a few words and thank you again for joining us. Thank you, Minister Wilson. Thank you, Elder Saddleback, for starting us all in a good way and for welcoming us to at this Treaty 7 territory. Did I, get, did I say that? Excuse me. I was just with the Blackfoot a minute ago, the Treaty 6 territory. And um, they'll, they'll appreciate that. My Blackfoot Fook friends will appreciate that. Uh, thank you for welcoming me to Indigenous territory. How about that? Is that better? Uh, thank you all for joining us for Alberta's commemoration of the National Day for Truth and Reconciliation. We do so here on the grounds of Alberta's legislature, the seat of our democracy, and we do so on the grounds of the historic Hudson's Bay uh, Fort Edmonton, which symbolizes the history of contact between Indigenous people who had inhabited these lands for time immemorial, and the European newcomers about 200 years ago. And that history has been a complicated and often sad and tragic history. Uh, it's one that more and more we are opening our eyes to, and this is an important day of education on which to do so. Uh, a meeting of cultures which too often had a story of injustice and exploitation in, in it. The most notorious example of which was the deep and essentially racist experience of the Indian residential school system. So today we take a moment to remember those who lost so much, lives lost, culture lost and language lost, spiritual meaning disrupted, intergenerational trauma 
that continues to reverberate down to our own time. But this day will not serve its purpose or the dignity of First Nations if it simply becomes a day of mourning. Because it must also be a celebration of resilience. The resilience of the Indigenous people overcoming adversity. The entire experience of the Indigenous people of these lands has been one of overcoming adversity. People who created communities in northern North America, this cold and often inhospitable climate, without all of the modern things that we take for granted, these were tough people. Your ancestors were strong people, strong people who lived in harmony with nature and were sustained by nature. I think sometimes folks like me, we tend to romanticize the Indigenous people. Yeah, you know, we create our own whatever Hollywood image, being at harmony at nature. These are people who had to harvest nature. The Cree and Blackfoot people, particularly of the plains, who lived off the buffalo hunt. You couldn't be squeamish if you were hunting and harvesting a buffalo. People of great strength who were devoted to the ways of their ancestors. And the Indian Residential School was a huge effort to suppress those traditions, those ways, that knowledge and the languages that carried them from generation to generation. We cannot go back, despite our best wishes, and undo tragedies, crimes, or injustices of the past, but surely we can learn from them. And today is about rededicating ourselves, all in this society, Indigenous and non-Indigenous, those like myself whose families have lived here for generations, and those who have just become Canadians, all to learn a little bit more about the history of the First Peoples of these lands and our obligations in the treaties to them and with them. Also to rededicate ourselves, not just to the symbolic symbols matter, Indigenous ceremony matters. Action matters too. And I'll tell you that my time as Premier in, my, in the relations that our government has had with First Nations was inspired in part by the advice I took from the great Cree chief, Willie Littlechild, who said to me as I was running for this position, he said, Premier, or said, he said Mr. Kenny, what we need uh, is actually reconciliation. Reconciliation. And that's become our theme. Right? Reconciliation. We need concrete action. And I, I'm so excited to see that happening. I want to thank and honor the knowledge keepers who, uh, despite the residential schools, despite the Indian Act, despite the, su the suppression of, of Indigenous languages cer and ceremony, kept all of it alive, kept hope alive. I think of the uh, teepee holders at the uh, 
Indian camp, now Elbow River in camp at the Calgary Stampede, who since 1912 got some friends in the city to help them fight, push back against the Indian agents in Ottawa so they could bring their teepees, bring their regalia, bring their ceremonies to the center of Calgary, speak their languages, and transmit the culture. I thank the Kokums and the elders who in remote communities kept the language and the ways alive and passed it on to what is a renewal, a new renewal, a renaissance, and a flowering of Indigenous cultures and languages. So much more needs to be done. And I think more and more Albertans appreciate that. I also want to thank uh, chiefs and leaders, councils and others, who understand that the best way of righting the wrongs is to create a future of opportunity where every Indigenous child can be raised not in poverty, not experiencing multi-generational trauma, but with hope and opportunity for the future. And that, you know what? That requires prosperity. It is true that man liveth not by bread alone, but it's hard to live without bread. And kids, if they're raised in poverty, with all of that, it often implies, sadly, addictions, mental health challenges, family dysfunction, can end up carrying on the intergenerational trauma. Thank you all for the efforts to break that intergenerational chain in, in, in communities. And I am so excited to see the positive things that are happening. And I hope that's finally what we can also celebrate here. Celebrate the positives. I'm going to say this to all my non-Indigenous friends here. Thank you for being here. In a city of 1.2 million, area of 1.2 million, uh, a couple of hundred of you showing your how seriously you understand these issues. But if us non-Indigenous people only ever think about the tragedies and the injustices of the past, when we think about First Nations people, we are not honoring them sufficiently. Let's, on a day like this, not just look to the past, let's also look to the future. Two days ago, I signed an agreement with 23 Central and Northern Alberta First Nations taking a $1.2 billion ownership stake in seven pipelines that will generate tens of millions of dollars of revenue for them and their nations to improve housing, education, social services, addiction and mental health services, and to reinvest in other economic opportunities, thanks to the Alberta Indigenous Opportunities Corporation that we've helped to create to bridge the gap between the economic aspirations of First Nations and the lack of balance sheets, the lack of financial experience in, uh, to make big deals. I, I'm, I'm sorry to talk, maybe that sounds crass to talk about something like that, but that revenue, that economic development, that partici ownership participation in the development of the resources that lie below the lands that first were inhabited by First Nations, that means breaking the chain of poverty of addiction, of a lack of opportunity for many future uh, First Nations children and Métis children. So, yes, we remember, we mourn. And yes, 
we look forward to the future with hope in practical ways to make recon- reconciliation uh, part of what we do every day. Finally, in memory of, of those uh, whose lives were taken that we remember on this day, eternal rest grant unto them, O Lord, and let, my, let light perpetual shine upon them. Thank you so much, Premier. You always move me with your speeches. <laughs> well. Again, thank you everybody for joining us here today. We really support your commitment in making life better for Indigenous people, Premier. When he first appointed me as minister, he gives me a mandate. He says, make the lives of Indigenous people better. And then he said, fail at your own peril. <laughs> Do you remember that? <laughs> you did. <laughs> so I've been working hard. <laughs> oh, my God. Your unwavering support, Premier, for reconciliation projects, uh, addressing missing murder Indigenous women and girls. You let me take that on. Uh, the Alberta Indigenous Opportunities Corporation. You let me put your vision into action. And I thank you so much for letting me do that. Celebrating, preserving Indigenous culture and languages. We're going to be doing the opening of the Red Crow College down in Treaty 7. (laughs) 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 This reconciliation garden is where we stand today. It's all because of this guy right here. All of this and more are truly meaningful steps on the path. Oh, there's our good friend. Willie Little Child. You know, I got to tell this story. So he's the reason I'm here. So the day before the election, he calls me up, Willie, and he says, uh, we're going to go meet the guy that's going to be the, your premier. We better have a chat with him. So he took me up and we met with the premier, or Jason at that time. And I thought we'd get 10 minutes. No, I think it was about two hours. And he's telling us all his uh, aspirations of things we should do. And then he stood up and he said to the premier, he says, I've known this man all my life. He's a good man. He'd make a good minister. <laughs> the premier said to me, well, that was quite a recommendation. <laughs> so thank you, Willie. <laughs> so all that we're doing and more, they're truly meaningful steps on our path towards reconciliation. And this is going to be a permanent reminder that we must reflect on the past, like the premier said, but to shape a better future. And it fulfills the truth and reconciliation that Willie worked on. Commission's call to action, number 80. It calls for collaboration between Indigenous and non-Indigenous people to establish this day to honour survivors, their families and communities, ensure that the public commemoration of the history and legacy of residential schools remains vital, component of the reconciliation process. So today we take stock of where we came from, and recognize that our actions, together, we can make healing possible. And that's what we have to do. We have to start that healing process. We know that learning the truth is central to reconciliation. I've always been told, you can't have reconciliation without truth first. The truth will not only help us remember, but help us look forward and focus on future generations to strengthen their potential for success. So again, I'm so grateful to Premier Kenny, my cabinet, 
colleagues, and my staff for their hard work and dedication in support of reconciliation initiatives. Thank you so much, Premier. Last year, 43 Indigenous Communities in Alberta received $8 million in grants for Alberta's governments to support uh, research and ceremony and, ceremony and memorials for the healing affected by residential schools. I, the Premier heard that we were doing this grant, and he says, Wilson, you've got no money. Where'd you come up with that? <laughs> well, we went literally hat in hand to the other ministers, and it was so important to our government that everybody stepped up. That shows you how, how much everybody really cares. And we came up with the grant, and we didn't tell the communities how to use it. We left it up to them if they want to do uh, the, the, the ground penetrating training radar or healing circles or memorials. And so we were so happy to be able to be the first out of the shoot. And that's because of Willie, too. He always, uh, when this first came up, he says, Minister, what's your action? <laughs> he always holds my feet to the fire. <laughs> One example that stands out for me, we were up at uh, Kapaueno First Nation and their hard work and dedication to research and document graves at the Garad Residential School was no doubt incredibly painful. I was there on the day that they were doing the, the ground penetrating radar. It's painful but unfortunately necessary. And I had the honor of uh, talking with Chief Halcrow of Kapaueno First Nation his leadership is the, is the face of an impossible task, is admirable and crucial. And I want to thank Chief Halcrow for, for helping guide me. Sadly, there's going to be many more examples throughout our province and across the country. And communities were not only robbed, like the Premier said, of children, but of their culture and their identities. I can't imagine how that would feel. It breaks my heart to think about it. So while today is about commemoration, it's also about hope, hope and healing. And I thank everyone for coming for that. We need to remember that reconciliation is not forgive and forget, but to remember and to change. And people often ask me what reconciliation means. I say, I'm not the best person to ask on that. What I can tell you, I've, I've learned, and it involves listening, listening to elders, remembering, reflecting, and then acting. And this is work that once begun, we have to keep going. And it's not just about one day. Any day of the year is an opportunity to take a meaningful step in the path toward reconciliation. We recently brought together uh, action Alberta's government has taken toward reconciliation, and we've posted them online. If you go to alberta.ca, you can see some of the things we've been up to. And it's a reminder that our work can lead to positive change, just as much as a reminder to keep listening and keep working. There are things each of us can do, starting today. We can ensure Indigenous and non-Indigenous indigenous people can come together in peace and goodwill. Seek learning opportunities through friendship centers, online resources, or conversations. Strike up a conversation today with friends and neighbors. We can choose empathy. The found way, I sometimes have too much empathy. <laughs> the 
the foundation upon which true meaningful reconciliation is built. And we're going to do that by valuing the knowledge and the stories of Indigenous people. And we're going to recognize the pain caused by ignorance and prejudice. As Premier Kenny just said, today's a good day. It's a good day. A day of hope. Today we're taking another concrete step toward reconciliation by fulfilling two promises we made this year. The first is to unveil a rendering of the Reconciliation Garden, where you're sitting right now, <laughs> which will be built uh, right where we're at. So right behind me, you'll see a tree planted. We did that last year. That was the start of our Reconciliation Garden. And we're hoping that uh, over the course of the next year, we're going to create this uh, space here. Um, and this has helped. I, I went to the elders because, again, who knows best? And so we had Elder Bert Auger, uh, Elder Charlie Fox. I don't see him here. Uh, Roy Lewis, raise your hand, Roy, my dear friend, and Elder Elsie Paul. Elsie, are you here? They were very clear that this uh, should be a space for reflection, for healing, and to honor the residential school survivors. This garden integrates uh, Indigenous culture, symbols, and plantings. We're going to have a medicine wheel. We can grow sweet grass in the north, tobacco in the east, cedar in the south, and sage in the west, and we're going to have a willow tree and logs for offering. And there are going to be footprints. The footprints are a reminder representing the children who didn't make it back to their mother's arms. And all these features have been carefully thought out with the guidance of elders. As the garden grows, I hope uh, relationships grow. And with it, as we work together on this journey of reconciliation, it's our beacon of hope and healing. And that leads me to the second promise we have made, a permanent memorial to the survivors of those who never came home. This summer, we invited indigenous, indigenous artists to submit proposals for residential schools and memorial in response to the Truth and Reconciliation Commission called Action Number 82. An action for governments uh, to commission and install permanent residential school memorials and monuments to honor the residential school survivors and all the children lost to their families and their communities. So we brought together an advisory committee of elders and indigenous leaders from across the province to guide that decision of which artwork best captures this call to action. And I thank you for being with us today. I'm honored to officially announce a successful artist who will be working on the memorial, my new best friend, Stuart Seinhauer from Satellite Cree Nation. Stand up, Stuart. Take a... Congratulations, Stuart. Your works are a great inspiration to us to learn, to reflect on how we can take action on reconciliation. If you go around the city, you're going to see this guy's artwork. If you go to Grant McEwen, you go to the University of Alberta, you go to uh, River Cree, those beautiful granite giant carvings that you see, made by that man's hands right there. I was so honored this summer, I, on my summer tour, I was up at uh, Saddle Lake and uh, I, I wasn't sure where we were going, so I asked a young fella, do you know where uh, Steinhauer Place is? He said, just keep going, do you see all the big rocks? 
and we did that, and then I was amazed. This man's, I think he's done over 15,000 carvings, if you can imagine. <laughs> Something like that. It's amazing. Like it's, His yard is a museum piece. He took me into his home. They fed me, showed me his artwork, met his son, who inspires him with all of his uh, inspiration. He actually... He told me he had a vision a year ago about this happening. <laughs> and so he'd already started working on it. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> I've seen some amazing things out there in indigenous communities and it just, it moves me. So thank you again, Stuart. I'm gonna invite uh, my good friend, Sherry Cunningham from the advisory panel up here to say a few words. Uh, Sherry's with the Métis Settlement General Council and we kid each other a lot, but I know she loves me. <laughs> Come on up, Sherry. <laughs> okay, she says. Good morning, everyone. I'm really honored to be here today representing the Metis Settlements General Council. I am the vice president and I am a member of the Peavine Settlement. But before I get started in thanking everyone for being here, as well as the government, I'd just like to tell you a bit about my roots. My grandmother, my cookum, she's from Sucker Creek, northern Alberta. My grandfather, Musum, came from the St. Albert area, expanded to Lake St. Anne, then settled in the Gruard and Juicard area before making Peavine our family home. And last year on Multicultural Day, the minister, honorable minister, was texting me saying, what are you doing today for Multicultural Day? I said, what do you mean? Every day I wake up is Multicultural Day. We do have a very interesting relationship where we talk very serious matters, a lot of it to do with things like this, things how to make the lives better of Indigenous people. And when we were told that his main mandate was to do that, I was so incredibly proud and pleased with the Alberta government for actually saying it, but going beyond. Last year, when the 215 bodies were uncovered in Kamloops, that was a shocker to many Canadians. But for our ancestors, our people, they knew this all along. They knew that our children were taken and buried there. And this awareness in Canada is really going to, I believe, help all of us to understand the atrocities that were committed to make sure this never happens again, not just to us as Indigenous people, but to anybody. Things like this should never, ever happen. And our late Majesty, the Queen, she did make acknowledgement, too, of atrocities that were committed here in Canada. And she did speak of the rights that must be made to all of the wrongs. 
One thing that I could honestly say about our Alberta government, as well as even the federal government, the public awareness and acknowledgement that's going on right now throughout Canada will help to ensure that people never forget what happened. We know there are all kinds of atrocities that take place across the world, but we can control what happens here on our land, and we are doing that. And I'd like to give special acknowledgement to the Honourable Minister Wilson. I've gotten to know you very well over the last three and a half years, and I can honestly say that he does have a special place in his heart for trying to right some of the wrongs. He grew up in the Muscatchese area and went to school with children from the reserves. And he wondered often what happened when some of his school friends were no longer there. Where did they go? And when he actually found out where they went and how they were taken, when he became minister, he was determined that this would not continue. Thank you, Minister. And as previously mentioned, the Alberta government is trying to provide opportunities in our communities so our people flourish. We really believe in a hand-up approach, not a handout. We want a hand-up. Thank you, Alberta government. Two days ago, I managed to get a ticket to attend the historic partnership agreement signing between the government of Alberta, Enbridge, and 23 Indigenous communities. Four of the communities were our Eastern Métis settlements. And this was so groundbreaking for any of you who were there. It was just a wonderful thing to see. I really believe that that is a start of bridging the gap between industry and our Indigenous communities. And I was so proud of our chairman of Buffalo Lake, Stan DeLorme, and also the chief of Frog Lake, Greg Desjardins, because they spoke about the new opportunities that are being created and how some of the funds will be used, as mentioned by the Honourable Premier, address addictions, mental health issues, housing, infrastructure, education. These are opportunities that will enhance the lives of our people, everyday Albertans and Canadians as well. That was amazing. And also, now I can actually talk about the development of this memorial. The General Council President, Mr. Lair, when we got the notification that we were invited to sit on this panel, he asked me if I would be interested. And I said, okay, sure. Little did I know how hard of a task it was going to be. It was, and the reason why it was so hard is because when we as a panel reviewed the seven shortlisted submissions for development of this memorial, Every single one had a narrative attached to it that was so compelling, and it was very heart-wrenching to read, extremely heart-wrenching. And I didn't want to make a decision. I said, nope, let's go with all seven. Or take the best from every one, because there was something so beautiful and unique about every single one. 
But at the end of the day, Mr. Steinhauer, with his extraordinarily beautiful, beautiful rendition, won by unanimous consent. The membership on this committee consisted of reps from the Native Friendship Centre Association, Stony Nakoda, Sutina, Blackfoot, Confederacy of Treaty 6, the Institute for the Advancement of Aboriginal Women, Métis Nation of Alberta, Métis Settlements General Council, and an Inuit knowledge keeper, as well as two elders recomm recommended by the minister. We received letters in April of this year and the panel, we held our first meeting in May. An expression of interest was posted in June with a deadline of July 29th. And on August 23rd, we finalized a recommendation from all panel members and selected Mr. Steinhauer as a successful artist. Stuart Steinhauer is an Indigenous artist from Saddle Lake, as mentioned. He began carving stone in 1973, following the birth of his first child. He has 17 years of spontaneous stone carving experience as a response to the traumatic experiences in his life. His project is entitled Mother Earth Circling, Healing from the Residential School's Experience Stone Sculpture. His design includes the Mother Earth figure holding a baby representing Mother Earth and baby humanity, a crane which back in time foretold the residential school era and possible solutions to that era, symbols representing First Nations, Métis and Inuit, and bear claws which are representative of a powerful healing tool. Thank you so much, Mr. Steinhauer, for all the thought you put into this beautiful piece of work. In closing, I'd really like to thank everyone for being here today. To me, this shows that you care. This shows that you really do want to do reconciliation, as the Honorable Chief Willie Littlechild often said. And I really appreciate the government for inviting us to be a part of this panel. Thank you. Thanks, Rick. Thanks. See, I told you we're friends. <laughs> Before I go to the next part, I'm going to do... Uh, have you got that plaque? Can you bring that up? So today we're actually proclaiming today uh, Truth and Reconciliation Day, and it's a proclamation. Thanks again to the Premier. And this now goes on forever. We don't have to make a declaration every year. This is Truth and Reconciliation Day. Why don't you come up, Premier, and we'll help me. We'll, I'd like to present it to, uh, to Willie if we could.
Yeah, Willie, we're going to call an audible, invite you up here, but you mentioned, I forgot to say something really important that people here may not have heard yet, is that I just came from a signing ceremony at the Royal Alberta Museum, where we did one of the most... Rick, it's I blame you. I've been in, I had the privilege of being in public life for 25 years and just came from something that is one of the most meaningful things in 25 years, which was to sign an agreement that returns to the indigenous people, the ancient Manitou stone, a sacred stone that belonged to their people as a center of the buffalo hunt culture for both the Cree and the Blackfoot and the Athabasca people uh, for thousands of years. There was a, a Cree chief who had a prophecy in the 1840s that if the... Uh, Manitou stone was ever, ever disappeared, the buffalo would disappear. Well, in, in the 1870s, a, a missionary stole the stone and they sent it to Toronto. Came back in 1972. It's been housed at the Royal Alberta Museum since then. Uh, there have been many failed efforts to return it back to indigenous stewardship. Conflicts, bureaucracy, all the usual nonsense. And I just, we just been working with a group in the past uh, 18 months to, to get past all of the division and bring together the Blackfoot, the Cree, the Athabasca, the government. And we are, we'll be working with uh, the famous Cree architect, Douglas Cardinal, to build a permanent prayer center where this, that meteorite first came from the creator uh, millions of years ago, uh, near Hardesty, uh, and the stone will be restored there as a place of sacred uh, ceremony and healing for the indigenous peoples of this land. Thank you very much. Thank you. That's awesome. Dancing to them, Tignigan. Kahkiok, I just was reflecting on this morning. I come with very uh, heavy heart in a way, but before I say that, I wanted to thank uh, Premier. Once a Premier, always a Premier. But what you did for us to go to the Queen's um, laying of state on your own spoke incredible, incredible uh, thanks for all of us. So I wanted to personally acknowledge that. Thank you. I didn't get a chance to do that at the memorial we had here, but I think I can count on probably one hand how many people did that and you were certainly one of the top ones and uh, minister 
and other ministers. But Minister Wilson, I want to acknowledge uh, your loss as well with your late mom and dad just passing just a few uh, weeks and months ago. My condolences to you for that. And I said I came with heavy heart because my brother, uh, an adopted brother, passed on to the spirit journey this morning. So I was a little bit late uh, coming here. But uh, he's a former student as well. So this particular location on this day will be a reminder that reconciliation is not a one-day event. It's an everyday reminder. So to the province, through the Premier, the ministers, and Minister Wilson, and the staff, the designer, thank you for doing this. Some disagree with today being called a holiday. And it's really a day of reflection for the children that went on and never came home. And it's in that light that we should capture this event today. It's a daily reminder for cause to reflect on what happened to thousands of children. I know myself, I've been volunteering on the ground penetration radar searches around our sites. And every day when I push that machine, I'm praying that I won't find anything, that there won't be a missing child or an unmarked grave there when I'm walking and pushing that machine. So it's really um, difficult to find the right words to thank you, Premier, the province through you, and the ministers through the, all of you, the uh, panel who had the tough choice to select. You had said it was a good idea to have all seven for the seven sacred teachings. <laughs> Seven sacred teachings. Maybe in the next five years we'll have little ones. But I want to uh, sincerely, on my behalf and my family's behalf, thank all of you, each and every one of you, for taking time out to come and join this very special and forever memorable occasion. It's not a holiday. It's a time to reflect. And for that, uh, giving us that opportunity, Premier, to do that, and the ministers and all those involved, I want to sincerely thank you very, very much. So thank you. Hi, hi. I'm just winging it at this point. <laughs>
My staff's going crazy. <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> Every day they say. <laughs> With that, uh, I'm going to ask Premier uh, Kenny and uh, Sherry to come forward. Uh, let's uh, let's get uh, Roy to help us out here. My good friend Roy Lewis as well for the unveiling. And the well, of course. Coming up. I need uh, a couple people at each side here, so we'll see who gets up here. <laughs> I'm just making it up. <laughs> um, you're, you're at this one. Would you let's take a couple words before we do this? No, you're okay? Yeah, I'm fine. Just me? That's where we're going to smudge them? Get a smudge them? Okay. So we're going to smudge yeah, it first. Better smudge these guys So we've got two things going. We're working on the Reconciliation Garden and the Memorial. So you guys are sitting in the Reconciliation Garden. Just an interesting quick fact while we're getting going. If you're standing right in the center of the Reconciliation Garden, you'll see a circle there. And this is just a secret that we know at the ledge. If you clap there, we call it the clapping circle, you're going to hear something really cool. <laughs> so if you want to stick around afterwards and clap in the circle, you'll right, right where... Right where Willie's sitting there. Well, I guess we have to do this one. Yeah, you guys can do this one. You go right here. You and Sherry are going to unveil. This one, are we all smudged here? Ready to go? Okay, I'll get out of the way. This is the first unveiling of the Reconciliation Garden, artist rendering. Okay. There you, go. you can see the garden, and then the center is going to be the memorial. You'll be able to walk around that and uh, give us that chance, like we say, for that, that hope when the healing can start. Premier, you want to go to the up? I don't know which, which way you want to. Pull it down. Yeah, pull, pull it down. It. Yeah, pull it down. There you go. There you go, guys. Here it is. I'm putting them on the spot here. Well, <laughs> well, he has. Yeah, I, I'm not a public speaker. What I do is I carve stone, and it's not actually me carving. Well, I am physically the person with the tools and doing the stuff, but I'm working with a forest in Creek culture called the Rock Grandfather. Well, there's also a Rock Grandmother. So that's a powerful force that lives in the skin of Mother Earth. And Mother Earth is about 70% granite. And so at one point in my carving life, I switched exclusively to carving granite and work with the rock grandfather, the rock grandmother. Uh, in this case, you can see it's the feminine form, Mother Earth form at the front, uh, obviously the rock grandmother. And on the back, I would say because of the story, the stories that are being told and the age of the stories, I'm using petroglyphic images 8,000 years old or more, that 
predict the coming of Europeans, predict the treaties, you know, describe the treaty process for the Turo Wampum Belt Treaty. That's following the petroglyphic form. Uh, you know, there's the creator's plan for Turtle Island, you know, the coming of people from all over the earth to Turtle Island. That's part of creator's plan for Turtle Island. Uh, the sharing, you know, the, the original peoples have two bundles. And, you know, the creator's instructions are we're going to share one of those bundles with the people that come in the boat. You saw this whole story is told in the back. I'm not going to tell the whole story. But that's, that's what it's about. And it does lead to a description of something called the dark force. And I'm not going to go into what the dark force is. But the dark force is represented there. And the children with stolen spirits are represented there. They're being pushed out of the circle. Uh, hopefully, well, and of course I'll work with staff, whoever is going to be putting the garden together. Uh, if they want to have information board or storyboards, something to explain in, in uh, you know, modern language, what's going on in the, the whole cycle of the story then possibly we can get some of that. <laughs> my cousin Diane is here with me. Uh, you know, my younger son, Ben, has been uh, mentoring with Jimmy O'Chees, and, and, and Diana mentored with Jimmy's dad, Peter. You know, and these are people who somehow managed to hold that. You know, there's been reference to amaz an amazing thing, that this knowledge is still alive, in spite of, of a concerted effort to destroy this knowledge. Uh, it's really quite astonishing. And then the message is a powerful message. And so I hope, I hope it works for people. The Rock Grandfather talks to people. The Calgary Airport Authority hired me to build pieces for their new international arrivals terminal. And so you have people coming from all over the world. They don't know anything about uh, you know, the indigenous cultures of peoples in Alberta. But the Rock Grandfather is there inside the sculpture messaging to people. So people from other cultures, other languages, they are hearing the voice of the Rock Grandfather. And I'm hoping that that can be true for this piece too. For anyone who comes through, wanders by, the Rock Grandfather, the Rock Grandmother will speak to them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, time to quit now. <laughs> quit while I'm behind. Uh, I don't know why, but I was, I'm was i obsessed with the, the Mother Earth theme. So this, uh, the Mother Earth circling theme that you see uh, is a, is a th series that I've been working on for a while. And, and yes, I, when the, when the uh, Kamloops mass graves were discovered, that really hit me too. One of the things that hit me about it was I knew already about tw 20 years ago, and, and I had been trying to raise a conversation in any way I could with anyone I could, and at that time, nobody wanted to talk about what was going on, what actually was going on at residential schools. So I'm very happy that now people are. That's great. That's a good step forward, and I think that it's a difficult subject, so we got to go deeper. But here the Mother Earth character is holding us, you know, our earth literally is holding us and nurturing us. And we as an infant, we're in our infancy as a, as a species. You know, apparently biologists or whoever studies these th things, new species don't, don't survive. Like there's a kind of a die-off at about 100,000 years. And so 
we're in my is we're getting into the realm of my opinion, not the rock grandfathers, right? But I, I think that we're very young as a species, and we risk destroying ourselves. You know, in, in Cree culture, there's several levels or times of creation. And I think it's because we start, we fall, we start again, we fall, and we start again. And so here. The, the baby in this image represents us as a species, not like one separate group of people. And are we going to survive? That's the question. And we have to work together. Obviously, we have to work with Mother Earth in order to survive. I'm, I'm starting to sound like I'm... Am I a politician or a preacher? I don't know. <laughs> I've unleashed him. <laughs> I was hoping he'd do that. I sat at his table and I was hearing these stories and I thought if I could just get him to explain it a little bit and you would just fall in love with it as much as we did. So thank you so much for doing that, Stuart. Sorry for putting you on the spot, but uh, we're just kind of winging it here at this point. <laughs> I'm going to go uh, with the students. Look at my staff. They're losing their minds back there. <laughs> Last year, I had the honor of attending a, a performance called uh, New Blood, and these are students from Strathmore High School. When I saw this, I was so moved. I was with actually Willie when we saw it the first time. It's a story of reconciliation told from a Blackfoot perspective, and I know it brought tears to both our eyes. We've got students. I thought we were just getting four, but we got the, the whole school here, and uh, their, their teacher, their director, Deanna Birch, she's become my good friend and I promote them everywhere. So I'm going to put you guys on the spot. We're going to uh, do our play, uh, what you're going to do. So uh, I'm not sure where you're doing it. I'm going to get the teacher to come up and she can explain it a little better. Deanna. Good morning, everyone, Premier. So this is New Blood. We're just doing a short section of it for you today, but it's Strathmore High School and Sixaga Nation's attempt at recon reconciliation, which is what the Premier was talking about this morning. So it was created eight years ago by our dance class at Strathmore High School and the Blackfoot Language class. And you're going to see the residential school section and a bit of a message for hope for reconciliation. So here are the students from Strathmore High School and Sixika Nation. And we just need to move this off. I know there were some people that were going to help with that. Do you need mics or anything? Or They're all set. They're all set. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. 
This is good. Hello, everyone. Elders, Matsumita, Brave Horse. He doesn't even go ready. I'd like to thank you for all coming out for this. I would like to start off with the prayer. You don't need to stand. I, I'm, you just need to sit, and I'll I'll pray. Ayo apistuduki, ispumukinan, nidakaiistisinan, nidakaikimutisinan, nidakaikakimachsinan, nidakokamutuksinan, nidakawatuyitaksinan. Uhtukinan apistuduki. Kimis kukusix. Iksikim matapsia. Kamutani, nistawatsamani, naipiusen atsimuishka. Creator, help us to listen, to be kind to one another, to try hard, to be honest, to be spiritual. Hear us, Creator. Have pity on your children. They are in need. Grant us safety. Help us to raise our families so that they may live long lives. Perhaps there will be a day you will want to sit by my side asking for counsel. I hope I will be there. But you see, I am growing old. <laughs> <laughs> 
There is no promise that life will live up to our hopes, especially the hopes of the aged. So I write of what I know, and someday our hearts will meet in these words, if you let it happen. Put you in a box so you can. 
of the cages. Sleep with bullets, bars, and stone. They do not see the road to freedom. That you build with flesh and forgotten here and I will say to you I will do what I can do you may disappear you're not forgotten here and I will say to you I will do what I can do Use the heritage of silence to observe others. If greed has replaced the goodness in a man's eyes, see yourself in him so you will understand and preserve yourself. Do not despise the weak. It is compassion that will keep you strong if you let it happen.
Don't like to see so much pain, so much wasted, and this moment keeps slipping away. I get so tired of working so hard for our survival. I look to the sun with you to keep me awake and alive, and all my instincts they return, and the ground facade so soon will burn without a noise, without my pride. I reach out from the inside. Oh, 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 oh. In your eyes, the light, the heat. In your eyes, I am complete. In your eyes, I see the doorway. In your eyes, to a thousand churches. In your eyes, the resolution. In your eyes, of all the fruitless searches.
accepting all I've done and said. I want to stand and stare again until there's nothing left now. Oh, oh, it remains there in your eyes. Whatever comes and goes. It's in your eyes. The faces of the past are like leaves that fall to the ground. They make the earth rich and thick. New fruit will come forth every summer. O earth, for the strength in my heart, I thank thee. O cloud, for the blood in my body, I thank thee. Come home, my daughter. We have to return to our past and learn of our beginnings. Only then we will see clearly all that is ahead of us. When you let it happen. The book of love is long and boring No one can lift it down thing It's full of charts and facts and figures And instructions for dancing That's where music comes from 
some of it's just transcendental some of it's just really dumb but I Job matters. Trans rights are human rights. Okay, if there's any cry dry eyes, there's something wrong with you. <laughs> Wasn't that amazing? Thank you. <laughs> I know. Thank you, Deanne, for sharing that with us and, and bringing your students all the way up here. I can't thank you enough. I know you've got a busy day ahead of you, but. Uh, I just, every time I see you, I just, I can't thank you enough. You, you kids are amazing, and you're our hope. You're our hope for the future. Yes, thank you. Okay, Premier, last thing to do, we have to, a little ceremony here, so we'll reset. Elder Leonard, where did you go? Oh, there you are, that's right. <laughs> okay. Smut Miyagasige I'm uh, ninety percent deaf, so I can't hear myself when I'm talking out there. But anyway, Stevenius. I came here to give uh, an Indian Cree name to your leader. Last night, I had a dream that came. And that dream 
I was, I was told to give this name to your premier. I was talking to my brother here in Cree. And that name, accept it, please. Don't say it's interesting. Right now, because it come from a ceremonial way, you know, I fast 40, 40 days and 40 nights when I do ceremony. And then the last four actual ceremony, 44 days. I did that for 58 years. I was seven years old when I was gifted with this energy. In that energy, it was a big, huge teepee. You might say it was an alien ship, but it came from the sky. It's like this big, huge building that you see out here. But it came down with a skirt. There, this energy said, I come and ask you, little boy. And I said, who are you? Semanto. I come and ask you to do ceremony. Them days, elders have to ask permission from the government. Then it goes to federal, provincial governments. Then it goes to committees to do a ceremony. Usually about a year ahead of time. And sometimes they were denied, but they still did it. They still did it. When I was a little boy, a beautiful set of horses came with decorated with feathers and big hats. And there they came into the ceremonial grounds. Whose son dances this? And my elders that time, it's him. The red coats that came, and that person with the big tall hat, it must have been a very high seated individual, said, We cannot charge him to go to jail because he's just a little boy. Well, that's his lodge. So, for a reason, in my Cree language, my mom, I told my mom, very hardcore church person, mom, you have to go home. You have to go home to this fire. You have to learn how to use that fire again. You gotta sustain me as your son. In, the, in, the, in that powerful time as a child, who would believe me? My people believed me that I have something to tell to the tribes. You have forgotten your way of communicating in your language. Me, I call them Ksemanto. Me, I call them Manto in my Cree. If you're Blackfoot, Dene, Ojibwa, whatever, that you were born in your tribes, you have to. Use that sacred name. In the dream I had here last night, 
same thing it came tell this man tell this person that the stone is a sacred object the stone that stands there is a very powerful gift and this gift this stone one time was forgotten when the creator made heaven and earth and all the four-legged animal kingdom, the tree kingdom, the kingdom of the grass, the kingdom of the berries, the kingdom of all. I had a beautiful dream last night. In that dream, call that man to come up. I call the Oscapos to take this feathers, make that man stand there. And then brush them off in the four directions. It's like the sacred tree. We're going to dismantle that power of this person and put them back to its real power, where we got the power to be folded in. So that stone, the creator, the stone when the creator was going to turn around and finish all creation, the stone said, creator, I ask you humbly, you know, you, you just finished saying that you blessed all nations, but there's going to be so poor in the future, and they're going to be so poor even to say my holy name, that I gave them that holy name. And they came to this paradise, this land, today called Canada. Canada means that it's clean, pure, it's a paradise, it's a way of life. And that's in, in, this, in, uh, in this ceremony today, out the bus. As he's smudging the four directions, we're asking the highest kings of heaven and earth to come upon this man, to give him a name in this dream that I have last night. In that dream, the stone had asked the Creator for me not to overdo the, the prayer of this human civilization, but I'll do it way over my Creator. And Creator said, how? Do it. So today, this man here that's standing in front of me, the word asini, Asini, asini gani pawit, asini gani pawit. That's his Cree name. Asini gani pawit. Please, all of you, say this. Asini gani pawit. Asini gani pawit. Asini gani pawit. Best voice you can say really loud. Asenegani poet. 
In the English world, it means Standing Rock. That's your Queen name. That's the name I give you. So where's Rick? Okay. Oh. Service my ceremony. Tell them my name. I gave my night. My last Sundance was two years ago. I put it in a Louis Bull. And that Sundance, Rick Wilson came in there and asked to have a name. And that name, when this human came, the one that you call Jesus, came in there as a human form. And he said, this book is not what I said, but honor it. This man that's coming today, my name is Eagle Man. When I passed on, my other name, when I went to heaven, was Bloom Child. So in the memory of that, I gave Rick Wilson Eagle Man. That's his name. That's, I gave him that. Oh. Thank you so much. <laughs> Standing Rock. What could be more appropriate than today? <laughs> Thank you, everybody, for making this so such a special day for us. And uh, I can't thank uh, Deanne and the kids enough for coming and uh, the naming ceremony for the premiere that just made it over the top. Thank you, everybody. I, I really appreciate it. And uh, let's go out and uh, practice uh, practice what we preach here. Thank you so much. Bye.